Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, hang on. Happy Friday. Thanks for joining us for another week of Take Two. It is October 9th. We made it through what seemed like it was months and months away, and all of a sudden we are done with the vice presidential debate. Utah pulled it off. Uh, nothing crazy happened. And you pulled it off. You were ground zero. The, the world is watching. Nation's there. And there you are, right outside, right there at the debate. It was giving fun. Us the, giving us the whole download on what's happening up there. It was a good job. I, 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 it was exciting. You could feel a buzz in the There city. was a buzz. I know. And Jim, I don't know if you at your undisclosed location can feel bunker, that buzz. And your bunker a mile <laughs> underground. He's joining us on the phone again. Hey, Jim, thanks for being here. Greg's in house again. Hey, uh, well, look, I, I'm not going to cough, so you'll know that I'm not the president, <laughs> but I just want to, uh, Heidi, just take a minute here and tell us stuff you couldn't say on television about what happened, you know, just some, like ooh. juicy details. Yeah, you want I, juicy details? Ooh, yeah, give us a good one. Okay, so I don't know if I should even say this because this like, <laughs> everything turns into a fight. Anything that starts with that preface no, is going to be uh, awesome. Okay, I don't okay, know if okay. I should I'll say this. I'm going to start with, well, this year I was a little upset because I know that we had a challenge for both of you last week to get me an interview, which shouldn't have been a challenge because last time I was talking to Tim Kaine, I spoke to vice president who was not the vice president yet, Mike Pence a couple times. No one's doing interviews and I don't know if it's because of COVID or because just no one wants to talk. So that was frustrating. I was hoping we could sit down with the candidates, but um, we didn't have the spin room, which was weird if you used to go into debates, but... When the debate ended, I was kind of there by myself with my photographer trying to make sure we got uh, the most important people and getting the sound and getting ready for 10 o'clock. And so as soon as the debate was over with and people started coming out, I ran off the platform, which I still don't know if it was okay rules-wise or not because it's okay. there were so many places yep. to be. So I got off the platform, went to where everyone was coming out of um, Kingsbury Hall. A few people came out, and then all of a sudden everything stopped, and I'm like, where is everyone? And a few golf carts came by. One was full of a bunch of women, and then one came by with a man on the back who had very white hair. But everyone has masks on, and everyone was wearing a navy blue suit. Everyone looked the same. I was actually looking for the governor. That's who I wanted to talk to. And this man is like, don't you think he did a great job? And I looked at him, and I'm like, he sort of looks like the vice president. But I knew they'd be taking him out the back because that's what Secret Service does. Yeah. No, it was him. It took me a second. It to was like the, the vice president of the United States. He said, "Don't you think he did a good job?" Yeah, that's what he said. That I'm, is so I, I, funny. I'm, I know it was him, and I looked, and the Secret Service like waved, and they were going over to the motorcade afterwards. But I hadn't seen him creep around, ah. and it was all they came out of the front. So I, I said something to him. I don't even remember what I said to him because I remember it was that whole, you know, when your brain wheels are spinning and you can't figure <laughs> out who you're talking to. So anyhow, he was riding on a golf cart out of there. I did say hello to him. There was no hard questions asked. I don't even remember what I said. 
I'm over the mask thing because you just can't see who you're talking to half the time. I know. And I kept grabbing uh, people. Um, I was talking to uh, Wisconsin's governor, and I actually went up to um, him at first, uh, Scott Walker, and I just called him governor because I couldn't figure out what governor it was, but I knew, and he'd been training the vice president. And so I kept pulling off these weird, governor, can you come over here? And then I listened to him for a second and be like, okay, now I know who you are. So it was a weird, yeah. weird did debate over? with the mask. Were you able he to did. speak with him? Here's the story I'm mad about. You the tell most me, important question, when you were in the room, could you actually see the fly or was <laughs> it not as apparent as on? You know, like, that's I when guess. I knew Jim DeBacchus was in that debate. When I saw the he fly. the fly. Yes, this is a total Jim DeBacchus stunt if there ever was well, one. The you were there. Yeah. I know you were there, Jim. I know this is why you've been Look, quietly, I, I not in studio. You've been, you've been camped out in that place Pence, waiting. It was not a fair debate because Pence was bugged. He was bugged. Um, that was hilarious. And I actually didn't get to be in there. I was wondering the same thing for people who were in there. Because I'm assuming when you're back a ways, you didn't see it. But on TV and his Ugh. white hair, it was definitely a fly. And it lasted minutes. So it is there, so long. I, let me ask you, is there just open the garbage in, at the U? I mean, why is a fly flying around there? Is it is it just a mess in there? <laughs> I know, Are they it, not clean at that university that they got flies running around? The funny part is everyone's like, I don't think he even felt it. But I have so much, I can't even speak to that. Because I always have so much hairspray in my own hair. If I had like a wasp of nests, like that uh, was my nightmare. Is that thing got wasps, stuck? I wouldn't know. I'd be like, "What? There's something touching you guys, me." I would have given anything to be a fly on the wall up there. I mean, it's just just <laughs> fly in the you you know yes. fly. How about flying the ointment or? Fly I in understand air. there was a lot of drama to the last second though with last minute changes, and I, I think that always happens. But I think this year more than ever. Um, I was talking to Jason Perry at the Hinckley Institute, and he didn't elaborate on what it was. But beyond the glass partitions, they were trying to negotiate. But here's my story that I, I question whether I'd like to share. But this drives me nuts. So I um, secured an interview after speaking to a couple people with Pete Buttigieg, Mayor Pete, ah. which I was um, happy to talk to him because I mm -hmm. interviewed him when he was in town. He had a huge following here in Utah. Yes. A lot of people were excited. He was here um, with the Biden-Harris campaign. He was one of the ones that they flew in to do the interviews and, you know, sell their candidate. And so I was just kind of watching, this is what you do when you're a local reporter, you watch who CNN and CBS and have, and you go poach their people. So yes, very I, good. I got the agreement that he'd come over and talk to me and I kept waiting and waiting and he wouldn't come over. And I tweeted that he was going to be there. And I'm like, I've got to have him here. I promised my producers. So um, eventually I walked down to his handlers and I'm like, guys, we're almost on. I was told you're going to be over here. And they started telling me, oh, we can't, we've got, you know, we didn't realize it, but we're booked to the walls. We got to get out of here. We've got a hotel we have to be to. And they had this long list. And I was like, I get it. I asked last minute. It is what it is. I'm not going to get him. So I water off a duck's back, moved along, found someone else to interview. At the end of the night, uh, one of our friends here politically, uh, locally, um, I won't say who he is, but he was working um, with the Biden-Harris campaign, came up to me and was like, I'm very, very sorry. And he was very apologetic. I'm like, don't worry, they were busy. No, they asked what station I was with. And when they found out that KUTV CBS was owned by Sinclair, Sinclair Broadcasting, he refused to do an interview with this. So Jim, tell me what the reasoning is behind this. I get that the ownership of Sinclair 
leans right. I'm not going to say they don't. But as a local journalist, no one calls and tells me what questions to ask. I'm a fair and balanced reporter. I've spoken to him before. And if you feel like a station ownership leans right, wouldn't you want to go on there and get your left-leaning opinion there instead of saying, This station you, allows I'm Jim out. to back is on, it's I on know, air. Jim. I mean, come on. So why did they not want him to talk to me? Like, what's the real, Jim, the real dirt here? This is this is very discouraging to hear. What what I is going know. on? I, I mean, when uh, when he was kind of a, a, a no name and and he came to speak at to the Utah Democratic Party, you know, we couldn't find another speaker, and you know, you get to the bottom of the list, and the mayor of you know some town in Indiana, South and Bend. they they called me and said, look, will you will you go out um, because he's gay and you know and I said what do you need a translator what, what's going on? <laughs> sounds very stereotypical yes, hey we did <laughs> so, so I'll say he he's one of the smartest guys I've ever well you know you can't really tell too much by you know it's a small meeting but but he's really sharp and I don't know what I don't know what happens to people. I just don't I don't know. know, and I don't know if it was him or his handlers or whatever. But I was like, it's so silly because when he was here, he had people lined up around the building here in Salt Lake City to come listen to him. Uh, that building, I forget what it's even called. It's over by the railroad tracks. It was packed to the gills. Yeah. Yep. I had um, a one-on-one interview. Sat down with him. Great interview. Great conversation. Um, and then I was like, seriously, that's what, what we're going Hollywood to do. He went Hollywood is what he did. And look, I don't know. It we, just drives me nuts. If you want fair and balanced, be fair and balanced in your approach, too. So that just made me want to And look, people. we learned how to say his name, Buttigieg. I mean, my gosh. I mean, Buttigieg. talk about the hardest I name know. to learn how to say correctly. We learned it. The least he could do is make himself available. He's not that big of a deal. Now I'm, now I'm, now I'm bugged. He'll I be part that. of. I would assume that he'll be part of a cabinet if the Biden Harris sure. team wins. He'll Probably. he'll be something important. Well, I, so hopefully it, when it doesn't. He comes back. It doesn't take much to get more important than the mayor of uh, South Bend, Indiana. That's not like <laughs> the big metropolitan area of America. Okay, I mean, he was he was like making sure streets were plowed, you know, t- in a timely way before he got running for president. It's so, important. Yes, you got to get to work on time. So, Jim, did you actually watch the debate um, from oh, your yes, bunker? Yes, yes, I. Uh, you know, we have. We had the bunker and a few masked friends. The Lone Ranger was there. We just, you know, it was, it, it worked out. So now that Kamala's gone, we don't have to protect her Secret Service. Um, where did she stay? I know you were working with her delegation when they were coming. Did she yeah, stay at your everybody, house? Everybody, and have a it was all the, the talk. Because we, knew, we could see where the Pence was staying. I mean, it was obvious. Yeah, he was downtown. across the street here at the Hotel Monaco. Well, well so um, my idea, and the was to stay um, at at the inn. There's, as you go up State Street, at Temple a place Square, called... that's been torn down. <laughs> oh, that's gone. <laughs> I think they tore that down. Yeah. Okay, it's gone. Um, as you go up toward the Capitol on State Street, there's a beautiful old mansion. It's an inn on the left uh, side. Oh yeah, I know what one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and it, it would have been perfect because uh, they have 13 or 14 rooms. And they could have had the whole thing, so it's, the Secret Service it would have been well protected and or easier to protect, you know, than yeah. in a big hotel and the rest. And uh, and I it it kind of fell apart, and I I don't know why they decided to stay at the Montage, and uh, you know, Ooh, clearly there's a fancy. lot of I heard they were up there. Is so is Montage the same as Promontory? No. No. 
Because yeah. montages the where they have the what do they call that room as you can get in the yeah. state of Utah, I think. What do I they don't... call that incline that goes up? They you got to take a, a what do they call it a funicular or something. They t- you got to take some kind of it's a rail up to, get to the up, oh, up to the okay. hotel. Okay, I think I've seen that. I guess no, no, that's not it. Greg. Oh, that's not it. The montage okay. is 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 not there. You can drive right up to the oh, okay. montage. Google um, the montage. I know now. what you're talking about. Yeah. I need to get Different. fancier. So yeah. It's up. It's up. She up was here for a number of days. You know, I wonder if she had events because there were some events that were planned for the vice president uh, with uh, you know Republican circles, different people, different things, and they were all canceled. Everything was canceled uh, know, in canceled, terms of uh, planned events uh, for the vice president. But I don't know. I saw that. I saw that Kamala had or Senator Harris had been at uh, this is the place uh, park or yeah, she the, was up there. Yeah. yeah. So she she got around a little Scott, bit before. Uh, Scott Howell took her around there. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. I mean, as you think about, you know, to us, how many years were in the planning and the state throughout the dough and people have been getting ready and, you know, a thousand, the, the Hinckley Institute and the U and the security and the rest. And for these, for, for these guys, it's, it's just been, I mean, this clearly was an important event and the rest, but it's one of a, if they get elected, a lifetime of events. Yeah. I mean, it's it's almost unimaginable what life would be really like for uh, for any of these the, the president, the vice president, the speaker of the house, the president, of the Senate, you know, yeah. those kind of people. I mean, it's almost unimaginable, I think, to us normal people. So, Jim Heidi had mentioned that uh, former senator from Wisconsin, senator former governor of Wisconsin, Scott Walker, and uh, presidential candidate. Uh, was was doing the debate prep with uh, the vice president. Yeah. Uh, do you think that uh, Senator Kamala Harris did she practice at all? Do you think she did she do any kind no, of practice? No, do you no, think her, her trainer was uh, uh, Pete? It was uh, oh, so he, Pete. so he did. He so was he wasn't just a surrogate speaker. He was also uh, trying to debate her. Here's what I had a problem yeah, because with. Remember, he's from Indiana. I mean, he really knows. <sighs> right, right. Yeah. So it was, and, and plus he's he's sharp. So I mean, it was. Uh, it was a natural and, and a pretty good pick, I think. Sharp, but we've learned petty. I so. know. And I don't know if it was him or his handlers, but I was like, seriously, people, let's all just grow up and put yeah. our big Look, boy panties on. That goes against everything I know about him. I'm, I'm going to blame it on the handlers. He just, all right. He just isn't, you know, he's, he's pretty moderate. I think he's the guy that... He's the guy who would enjoy being on the show with us and give and take and whatever. He's, yeah. He's, uh, well, next yeah. time he's here, we'll give him a chance. But um, what I want to talk about, too, before we move on was the debate. I think they were both well prepped, but it drove me nuts that every time a question was asked, they just went to their talking points. I wanted to hear their answers on, we've got a 78-year-old and a 74-year-old who could be elected. You're literally a heartbeat away from the office if you talked about this. And they went to a talking point. Are you going to pack the Supreme Court? Or are you, what choice you're going to make? Should you do this now? Talking point. Answer the questions, people. Yep. Come on. Didn't you feel like it was a little bit of a pendulum? The first debate between President Trump and former Vice President Biden, it was a free-for-all. It was just a brawl. I mean, everybody's interrupting. And at first I liked it, but then I could tell that it was just going to turn people off watching that. But then we got to this debate, and I knew that you, you kind of know the mannerisms and kind of the, the the Indiana nice that a Hoosier, a yeah. Vice President Pence will be. And so you kind of knew his style would be uh, kind of what it was. But I, uh, it, <laughs> it was kind of like Eye of the Tiger, the song, you know, from the Rocky movie. Oh, I love that but movie. Like, so sung who by, was the Eye of the Tiger? Kamala? Yeah, but, but, but I thought it was Pence, but it was like sung by Paul Anka. Okay, it was, like a, it was like a big band. It was like a, pay, a big band Paul Anka version of Eye of the Tiger. It wasn't really like 
you know, it was, I, I could have used a little bit more edge. I could have used what you, you're you talking yeah. about. Get some questions. They, they were not, they didn't know what the questions are going to be. Yeah. You ask questions that are going to make them uncomfortable. That's yeah. kind of the point. What yeah. are they going to say to tough questions? And they wouldn't do it. They would just go to the, as you pointed out, they'd go to some of the points that they had it in their heads. These are the boxes I got to check yeah. and make sure I get out. And I would have liked to see that too. That said, I think that the, the vice president clearly outpaced uh, Senator uh, Harris in that debate Jim, easily. I'm assuming you feel differently. And it's always interesting watching a woman debate because I think women, even though it shouldn't be that you way. You should I think see how she's looking a, at me when she says this. I'm, I'm being time. judged right now. If I were I can running feel for your office, look. I think that someone would probably have to work with me because I'm sarcastic. I have rough edges. And they'd be like, okay, you're a woman. You can't be sarcastic. You can't have rough edges. So did they have her come out in a way that felt awesome to you, Jim? Uh, I think Pence had an almost impossible job. I mean... In order to really so, so to put this in context, those uh, those convention speeches had 15, 16 million people watching, which is pretty good in television. Yeah, yeah. Um, this had what fifty one uh, million. This this had sixty seventy million people. I mean, these are the moments when people who know nothing and care nothing about politics, this is it for them. You know, yeah. this is this is the moment beyond a 30-second or 60-second commercial that you really get to talk to people. And so um, Pence needed to break through somehow in order to take advantage, because whatever Greg is going to say next, the, <laughs> the Republicans are in big trouble. Uh, now uh, and and you can feel it and and see it. So he really needed to break through. On the other hand, how do you break through and not look like a complete idiot? I mean, and, I mean, it's a very fine line that you you're actually... so compassionate towards Vice I President wish, Pence. But, but what about <laughs> Senator Harris, Jim? What, what did she do oh, that was I, so I, phenomenal I, I, in your mind? I'm just guessing that's was, what you think. There were so many moments where she could have just pummeled him you know once if she would have looked over and Pence just kept talking and talking and talking and talking and said there you go again I mean there, there, there was so many times but she clearly had been told look that middle America that we're all shooting for they don't want a woman who's too loud or too pushy or whatever and she clearly restrained herself she never went over the edge, and that made her a big, big winner. Yeah, I, I do think that they uh, – She it wasn't the same candidate um, when she was running for president, debating uh, Biden and the rest of the field. I think it's different. I she maybe, was tough yeah. there. Boy, she, re she, beat up the, uh, she beat up Biden more than any other candidate running for president, in my mind, the way she went after him. Uh, during that his record in the primary racist yeah yeah she pulled and, and she she's drawing on her personal you know her experiences as a child going to school and uh, Biden uh, supported segregation and or allowed for it or dismissed it whatever he's doing but any of those things whatever that per whatever that candidate was it was not the candidate we saw here in Salt Lake City she was very I think Jim you're right I think she took on a very different persona I don't know that it it's sold. I, I do think that the smirking and the and some of the facial expressions as the vice president was speaking. I I don't know. I, I it wasn't. I, I'm not saying it was it was tough and sharp elbowed, but I just didn't think it was. Um, you know, I don't think it separated her from him in terms of that debate. 
I really liked her eyeshadow, whoever did that. High five. It was really nice. I don't know if you guys noticed, but it <laughs> was good. I did not notice that. I know. You shouldn't say I, that. As a matter because... of fact, I, I tried to order that kind of eyeshadow. I yeah. Like, really, I, yeah, I just summoned it. I didn't know. I didn't notice that. As future advice to any political candidate, there is nothing you can say past the time that the moderator says your time has ended that is worth the 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 loss in the audience mind of you being a jerk for talking just shut up it makes everybody uncomfortable and frankly they're not saying that many usually i mean ever they're not saying anything that important to get all the negativity of blabbling on i agree you st- I, the I audience feels anxious when it happens you're not really listening to their words People behaved really well. I think I looked like the Wicked Witch of the West when we did our debate here, and I was like, time, time, time. Yeah, no, it's, I think it's listened. good. It, yeah, we yeah. did. We tried. I, it, it's the toughest part, you know, granted, and um, admittedly a, a, a not the same uh, stage uh, running for governor as you would as, as obviously running for president of the United States and vice president, but – but that was the hardest part for me was try, really trying to be more concise and, and really trying – knowing that there are issues you want to bring up, there are things you want to say, and you're, and you're cl- on the clock. And it's not a lot of time. It's, it's to solve the world's problems in, in a, a minute to two minutes, is, no. is a, especially yeah. when you un- – if, if you've been on the clock and you kind of know the, the context and the details – being concise is so difficult. It's one of the hardest parts. It is e- easily the hardest part of debating. So I saw a new poll today from Monmouth University, um, and they said that up to 10% of people are still undecided. I always have a hard time believing that. But if that's true, <laughs> these debates are so important. Yeah. And what do we think about this debate being canceled in Miami? I'm, I guess, a risk taker. I'm like, the doctor's clearing the president by Saturday. Why don't we do it? Mm-hmm. Have all of the masks in place. Put the glass barriers back up. But he should be, according to CDC guidelines, fine. Why not go for it? Or why not do it online? I'm not a big fan of online either. I'm so sick of Zoom interviews. But why don't the candidates in Trump individually, why won't, why won't your candidate go for it, Greg? We've got to have uh, because a debate. They, I think he'd have done it live. I think it was the insistence on it being a virtual debate that he was saying, I'm not going to do that. I, I think everything from the plexiglass to the to the virtual online is meant to sci- send a signal to America that something is wrong and it's the incumbent's fault. Anything that you do to play along with that narrative or let those imagery, that imagery carry forward, you're playing into the hands of the challenger trying to convince America that the incumbent is not worthy of your support. You're not going to get into a debate virtually when you know full well that you're cleared and you can do that Miami debate live. That should be a live debate. I it thought is that was the to deal fight with Jim without him in the that room. That is the deal. I thought that was the deal killer. And look, I hate to keep going back to our debate in this very studio in which we are in right now, but well, not not in the studio, but that KUTV hosted. But we had a candidate, Governor Huntsman, who had COVID at that time. He still was on premise. He was video, but he was not where the president of the United States is now coming out of it the other side he was still in the throes of it but it was important to be here he, to the to the greatest extent he could make it he was on video but he was he was you know there at the at the debate there's no excuse for not having a live debate in Miami and the only reason that the Biden camp won't do it is that they feel that they're ahead they don't think there's any upside to debating him any further and I think that that's that's a, that's the calculation the Biden camp's making uh, or that they can insist on making it virtual. The virtual is, is, I think, is a 
I, I think it's gamed up. I think that's a gamed up process that's made to, it's meant to make the present look bad. Jim, what say you? Should they be debating in person? Should they do it online? Should they just wait? What if Biden gets it's it? Another, it's another conspiracy against this president. The, the bipartisan presidential debate commission, Greg, there is something wrong. The president has the disease. He's, he's recovering. He's going to do a live doctor's just, uh, evaluation. It's just about the man. It's about all the staff and all the other people. Look what's happened to the White House. For goodness sakes, the dumb-ass policies. It isn't a question, could it happen? Last time I checked, 30 people uh, had the disease. So I'm saying out of an abundance of caution, which Trump never has for anybody else, of course, the debate commission said, you know what, we're going to we're going to. We're all going to pay a little bit of sacrifice, and we're going to do this. Um, we're going to do this remotely. And then what happened? What happened? I, can, I would love to have been in the COVID-strewn uh, room with his campaign manager when um, word went out that the president said, "Nope, no way. I'm I'm withdrawing. I'm out." I mean, that the president is running out of days. Yeah, so I, I, I think the virtual. I think the virtual and is turn that down inherently unfair. Been affected by one of those weird uh, drugs. This was talk uh, from a political point of view. One of the don't. Well, I, I won't even go there. It was a terrible <laughs> political decision. Just terrible. Uh, it, it's it's gamed up. I, I would I actually like to like see the them heat. debate. And do you know what I think is frustrating? I think once you're in the shoes of hosting a debate, I feel like it's my debate now that it was in Utah. Can you imagine if all the work they've done now for you know more than a year now and millions of dollars are down the drain and you don't get to host the debate and you've got all these students working on it? So I know there's a lot of people frustrated. I know we do have to be safe, but I don't know if you guys hang out on Twitter much, but Steve Scully was going to be um, hosting the next debate. And the president said something about the debate and the bipartisan commission not being, you know, bipartisan this morning. And then Steve Scully, I think, thought he was sending a tweet to Mr. Scaramucci. What's his first name? Who used to work uh, yeah. for Trump? Scaramu mooch. Yeah, they call him the, the mooch. Or mooch. Yeah, and yeah. now he's pretty team anti-Trump. Oh, he is. He's a so he sent him a message and is like, "What do you think? Should I respond to the president?" And then Scaramucci replies back to this guy, Steve Scully. And after all of this, this all happens within a few minutes. So it's fairly certain that they were all reacting in real time. He was an intern time. for Biden at one point. Well, Steve Scully's now saying that someone hacked his account. And I'm yeah, like, come yeah, on, just own yeah. up to that. So the whole debate right now, that one is like spiraling. I know. This bipartisan control. commission, the, the woman from the USA Today that, that, that uh, hosted the one here. She's written a book about Nancy Pelosi. That's uh, she's an author for a biography about Nancy Pelosi. That's that's you know shine, a shining review of Nancy, which is fine, but it does. I, I just think if you put the shoe on the other foot, Jim. If I had someone that wrote a rosy, listen, Jim, think about this: two-way street. Just treat life as a two-way street. If you have, if you have someone that wrote a glowing biography about. Uh, Pence or about someone, uh, you know, some Republican, and then they were going to be the nonpartisan moderator of the debate, or you had someone that had been one of President Trump's interns uh, that was going to be the nonpartisan moderator of a debate, I'm pretty sure the Democrats would cry foul. I, I think they'd say yeah, that doesn't feel like an unbiased moderator. The campaign 
campaigns. We got 300 million people in this country. Can we not pick someone? The campaigns approve those moderators. And so you get the campaign saying, why didn't they do all this? That's be, but Jim, before? that's because they had to pick why either Rachel Maddow no, or that person. That's why, because their choices, they picked the least, the lesser of the, the evils. Okay, here's around. the situation. I think the journalists, even if you write a book about someone, could still be unbiased. So hopefully, you know, you can do that. Because I would like to think that when both of you are ready to have your books written about oh. your lifetime of serving, <laughs> that you would ask me to be your ghostwriter. They're not going to be glowing reports of either of you. We're really going to get down to the brass tacks of <laughs> See, what you've that's done a in different, your lives. that's a different book than <laughs> okay. she authored. So, so that would I'm be gonna, the difference. I want to write both of your books. It'll be fun. Okay, that's a deal. Okay. We won't get a lot of buyers, but we will have fun writing we'll it. We'll have fun yeah. doing it. Oh, so gosh. yeah, that was it. Look, I think that debate was it was good. I do think that it's it is the. I mean, you can look at these two candidates and look at the age and the in the. You could you could imagine both of them. You don't want to imagine it, but it could be the case that you're looking at more likely presidential. You know, if if their can if if either side wins, those vice presidents could find themselves uh, with more responsibility or something or some scenario like that. So yeah, I, I think that's more of the president. case with, with Biden, where his first day in office, if he were to be elected, he'd be older than any president in American history's last day in office. I think the uh, average so, age to live in the United States of America is 78. I'm hoping to shoot higher than that. Yeah, me too. But that's how old Joe Biden will be um, yeah, in a few so, weeks. Yeah, but there's only four and years different. So, and than well, one that's of what I was going to say. And by and the time... And is, so, look, there's there at least... They're on the same playing field. No, I think so too. But what Trump I'm saying, yeah. So what I'm saying is, you could you could have watched this vice presidential debate with that in mind. You're looking at two candidates that would would be maybe more than just vice president, maybe. Um, but I think it will still come down to uh, president. I think what President Trump's showing America right now is that now that he has got the coronavirus and he was received the treatment and he's coming out the other side, I think there's an important message that Americans have to that need to realize and appreciate. And that is that 99% of Americans that get this virus, and it's a doozy, and it's highly contagious, get through it the other side. The people that have underlying medical conditions and serious medical conditions and are older, that's where this thing starts to get more complicated. But in the worst of the worst, those averages over 75 years of age with multiple underlying health conditions, it's like 96.8% or something uh, recovery rate. So I think that it's important to see this president coming out strong. Uh, ready to go, and I think it's a shame to try and hold them back or say, "Well, you're typhoid Mary now. We can't do anything near you. You got to stay away from everyone." Oh, let's not have the the Supreme Court hearings either, because we've had a hundred and something, you know, virtual online he- Senate hearings up until now. But now, all of a sudden, we can't have anything to do with it. I just think it's all pageantry. I really do. I don't think there's anything valid about uh, running away from or acting out of fear over COVID. The president having had it. Or anyone else. I'm not a big fan of pageants. Jim, we're going to end this um, day. I'm so glad. Jim Jim was so nice. He didn't just like interrupt me or anything. I think this whole remote thing is working out well. Well, (laughs) I'm going to let Jim have the last word. I had about three or four other issues we need to get to, but we've already talked for a half an hour on the debate. So I'm just going to keep this the debate take two podcast. Final thoughts here, Jim, as we leave. What do you want to tell us from your bunker? I, I, I I was really impressed with Harris. I mean, she did move left to during the, like they needed to during the, um, during the campaign. And, and, and look, the democratic party, not the bosses, the actual people had a 
decision to make. And they had Bernie on the far left, and they had really the most conservative choice available in Joe Biden, a guy that might not have made our hearts sing, but a, a person that we recognize would be much better from this extremist, crazy, disrespectful, uncompassionate weirdo that has been president. And we bypassed our hearts to take a man who says and means that I'm not going to be president just of the Democrats, but I'm going to be president of all America. For the and record, think, that's what all presidents are. You have yeah. to be a president to all the people. Yeah, but pre- president, clearly this president is not. Oh, yes, he is. Uh, he's president of and for his base. and, and Justice and reform. The Democrats could have picked Lowest that Lowest unemployment of rate with minorities in America in the, the this election is already dividing America. Imagine if it would have been a Sanders versus Trump. Uh, Democrats did the reasonable, responsible, honorable thing. And I thought uh, Harris did a great job of saying, you know, whatever I was before, I understand the role of the vice president. And that's the way that I will govern. I, I think I think it was a great moment in American history, and I think that team is going to begin the process of unraveling this horrible nightmare we've been in for four years. Four-year-long nightmare. Was this, unraveling. Was he supposed to have the final word? Because that's so okay, hard you, to leave. Okay, you get 10 seconds to follow up. Bernie and Sanders would have been intellectually honest. <laughs> he would have said that the Green Deal doesn't work with fracking, Pennsylvania. He wouldn't lie to the people in Pennsylvania and say, I support fracking when you support a Green New Deal and the environmental agenda. He would tell you that he wants to raise taxes, not say it during the debates in the Democrat primary and then flip that and say, no, 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 I didn't mean any of that. I'm not going to re- I'm not going to repeal all the Bush tax cuts because, by the way, Bush tax cuts benefited families that make less than four hundred thousand dollars a year. So that that flip flop isn't I don't think is genuine. Uh, if you ask Bernie Sanders, would you are you going to stack the Supreme Court? Are you going to look to put more people on? He'd look you right in the eye and tell you, I absolutely will if we have the Senate and the House. Those are answers that those are. I think those I are the intentions. I do respect the Bernie Sanders that sticks with his. That's he right. Doesn't throw red meat. You know there what? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you that is what the truth is. And for her inability to answer, or Biden's okay. ability to answer well, truthfully, I think is a concern. But but Bernie Sanders, well, you'd at least know what you're getting. This debate. You'd at least know what you're getting if you had Bernie as a candidate because he'd tell you the truth. Oh, I'm back in control. I'm I've got the, the music. Democrats are. They get the Senate. They are damn well going to pack the court, and it's legal, and it's honorable. I know. I know. It, See? You're coming clean. Oh, the debate is totally <laughs> over now. On. Thanks for watching. Tell your friends about us. Subscribe, and we'll be back next Friday.